We're in this series called Break Free, and uh, we've been talking about uh, spiritual disciplines. Um, last week we talked about quiet time. How many of you guys uh, got a chance to do the Just One Word uh, Bible plan? Nice. Did you guys enjoy it? Was it good? Yeah, good. Uh, don't stop there. Don't let that just be the end of it, but keep going. Find another plan. If you need help figuring out what else to read, um, ask your leaders. Ask me. I'd love to help you guys out. Um, I know your leaders would too. Um, so don't stop there with that. Um, keep it going, all right? And if you haven't started it, if you never did it last week, it's not too late. Just download the app, and it's called Just One Word. It was pretty good, right? Josiah, it was good. You guys said it was good. I, I enjoyed it too, so get on it, all right? Talking to you guys over there because it's dark over there. All right, so we're talking about break free. We're talking about how these spiritual disciplines are not things that hold us down. They're not things that, that rules and laws that we're supposed to follow, but they're things that God has given us to experience his freedom and to experience grace and freedom and mercy in him. And so these are things that, that we have opportunities to experience God's grace. And the truth is, is that these things, all of these things that we, that like quiet time, the things we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about giving tonight, these things are about making God priority number one. These things are, at the, at the core of what they are, it's about making God a priority. And the truth is, is, if we say that we can't do these things, then we don't have God as our number one priority. We don't have him as the top priority. And so if you start to question, man, I can't give, I can't have a quiet time, I can't pray, I can't do these things, well, then God isn't your priority. And that's another question that we've got to answer, all right? So this is about God um, being a priority. So tonight we're going to talk about giving. And uh, I was thinking about this idea of giving, and sometimes giving can be kind of awkward, right? Do you guys agree? Giving can be kind of awkward. Um, there was one time where uh, I thought I was going to be um, a really cheerful, nice giver person, uh, and uh, where I um, actually, I was ditching class at Fresno Pacific. Don't do this. But I was ditching class, and uh, every time that I would leave Fresno Pacific, there was this guy, uh, Caitlin, maybe you know who I'm talking about, or whoever's going to... Uh, there's this guy, this old guy, he's really short, and uh, he's like, he's pretty old, and he would sit out front, you know what I'm talking about? He would sit out front of FPU every single day. I'd literally see him every time I was there. I'd see him going in, I'd see him coming out, and he was just sitting in the same place every single time, and he would just sit there. He wouldn't, like, he, no one was with him, nothing, like, he wasn't like a, like a, uh, I don't know, a homeless person. He just, yeah, no, he wasn't that. He just was like an old guy that, I don't know, just sat there. He just liked watching cars go by. And so one day I was leaving. Again, I was ditching class. And uh, maybe I thought I could make up for it by doing something nice for someone. And so I was leaving class and I saw this guy uh, sitting out there. And I thought, well, maybe uh, I should go talk to him. Like maybe I should figure out why he's sitting there. Or maybe he needs something. Maybe he needs help or something. And so uh, I decided that I was going to turn around. So I saw him. I turned around, came back, went and parked in the FPU parking lot again. And I walked back out. I had to walk out to the, uh, the street because he was out on the corner. And I walked out to the corner, and there was like this cinder block thing that he was sitting on. And I went, and I sat next to him. And I said, hey, how's it going? And it was just quiet. He didn't answer me. I thought he was like ignoring me or something. And so I like waited for a few minutes. And then I was like, hey, how are you? Like trying to get him to talk to me. And he ignored me again. Finally, the third time, he turns to me and he starts speaking a bunch of Spanish. And like, he didn't, like, I couldn't understand any of it. It wasn't like no oblowing glass. Like, that's not what he said. He was like legit trying to have a conversation with me, finally, after the third time. 
And uh, maybe he was deaf or something. I don't know. Again, he was an old guy. But he spoke Spanish. He didn't even speak English. And so it was awkward. Like, I'm sitting by this guy who doesn't speak English, who probably thinks I'm a weirdo trying to talk to him, right? Because I don't speak any Spanish. I have no idea what he's saying. And so it was super, super awkward. Here I was thinking that I was going to, like, help someone or, like, give someone something. And then it just turned out super awkward. In fact, it was so awkward that I walked back to my car. And as I was walking back, uh, I saw, I, again, I was ditching class, and I saw my teacher walking toward his class, and so I was like, oh, I can't go that way, so I turned around, and I couldn't walk back to him, so I went all the way around campus just to avoid the awkwardness of seeing that guy again, and I could see my teacher, but, so it was a weird situation. It was awkward, but the truth is, man, sometimes giving, sometimes giving is awkward. Sometimes it's weird. Sometimes it's hard. But giving is something that God, a gift from God. Giving is something that God says he wants us to do to experience his grace and experience his freedom. And so giving, uh, giving is um, this first thing that you guys can write in before we get to what tithing is. Giving is a command. It is a command. It's something that God commands us to do. And specifically, we'll talk about money tonight. So tithing... Okay, you'll see at the top of your outline, it says tithe. Okay? And if you've been around church, you maybe you've heard this word. If you haven't, that's okay. Just tithe just means giving one-tenth of what you've got. One-tenth of what you've got. So if you've got a dollar, how much is that? Ten cents, right? If you've got ten dollars, that's a dollar. Okay? So ten, uh, giving back one-tenth of what you've gotten. All right? So giving back one-tenth of what you've gotten. That's what a tithe is. Now, it's not on your outline, but an offering, maybe you've heard the word offering, an offering is anything above and beyond the 10%, okay? So that can be, uh, tithing is specific to money. An offering can be, can be anything, really. It can be money, it can be time, it can be talents, it can be whatever it is, right? You heard us talking about time, talents, and treasures, maybe. But uh, those are things, so tithing is one-tenth, offering is anything above and beyond that, all right? And so giving, this idea of giving, man, it's a command. Leviticus, you'll see on your outline, Leviticus is a book in the Old Testament. Uh, how many of you have ever read it? Not, oh, more than I was expecting. All right, well, that's cool. I'm glad you've read it. Uh, it's, it's really boring, to be honest, um, but, it's, uh, but it's a good book that you should read because um, it shows the laws and the things that God um, has given, uh, but I would encourage you to do it with a plan. So anyway, that's not the point. Leviticus 27.30, God commands his people to give one-tenth. He says this, one-tenth of the produce of the land whether grain from the fields or fruit from the trees belongs to the Lord and must be set apart to him as holy. And so God commands his people. This is a command. This is a law. This is a rule. This is a book where God is outlining, outlining, I don't know why I said it that way, outlining the rules and the laws for his people. The things that are going to help them live uh, live in the best way because he knows, he, because he made us, because he created us, he knows how we are to live. And so to live, uh, the best way to live is to give back to God, give one-tenth back to God. It's a command. This is part of following him. If we want to call ourselves followers of Jesus, this is part of it, giving back to him. Man, it was created, this law, this, this command was created not for, not for God, not for his benefit. God doesn't need our money, okay? God doesn't need you to give back to him 10%. God has everything. He's all, he, if he wanted, he could snap his fingers and come up with a, a billion dollars or something, right? God doesn't need your money. This law was created 
for our benefit. This law was created for our benefit. It was created for us to experience freedom. It's, it's an act of obedience to experience his grace and his freedom. So we can ask the question, right? Before we get any further, we can ask the question, okay, so but what if I don't have any money to give? Should I tithe and give an offering? What if I don't have a job, right? A lot of you, I'm sure, already are asking that question. What if I don't have a job? What if I don't make a consistent amount of money? The truth is, is that we might not have a job, but we have money, right? I mean, we're given money from, like, birthdays. How many of us are given money for birthdays? Probably most of us, right? We're given money for birthdays. Maybe you have an allowance. Maybe you have an allowance. If you don't, you have other options, right? Birthdays, allowance, right? If you're a senior, you're about to come up on graduation, you're going to get a lot of money from that, right? Tithing on that money, right? There's other special events and random times that people give us money. My grandma sometimes will walk up and she'll like shake my hand with like a $20 bill in it. I'm like, seriously, I don't, <laughs> right? But she, because, she, because she wants to show that she loves me and helps me, right, she gives me money. Tithing on the money, giving back to God with what we have. The truth is, is that we all have opportunities to do this. It might not be consistent. We might not have a job to consistently do this, but each time that we get money, we give back to God. Now, there's a myth. Maybe some of you are, uh, are thinking this. Well, I'll tithe when I make more money. I'll tithe. I'll give 10% when I make more money. It's not going to work like that. Because the truth is, it gets harder as you make more money. As you make more money and as you, you see your bank account go up and up and up, it's like, I don't want to give back 10%. Of, like, think about it. $1,000, how much is 10% of $1,000? $100. That's not, yeah, right, right, she made the perfect fit, right? That's not easy, that's hard. But if we start by each time we get $10, giving back one, then that becomes easy. That becomes natural, giving back 10%. Does that make sense? So don't feel like, man, you're out of this, you're, you're opted out because I don't make money, because I don't have enough money, or whatever. Whatever you have, start now, because later on you'll ex experience that freedom. So, we understand that this is a command for us to do, but it's for our benefit. And not only is it command, but it's something that's to be done willingly and cheerfully. That's your next fill-in. It's to be done cheerfully, willingly, and cheerfully. Willingly and cheerfully. Now, willingly, willingly means, uh, right, to be ready, to be eager, and to be prepared. To be uh, ready, eager, and prepared. Willingly is an inward thing. It's a heart thing. It's saying, I am ready to give my money. Not only am I ready, but I'm eager to give my, my offering, the time and the talents and the things that I have, my possessions. Being willing is saying, man, it's, it's a heart thing. A heart to give is a heart that's ready, that's eager, and that's prepared to give when necessary. When we see a need, being willing is saying, I am, I'm going to go meet that need with what I have or what I can do, what I have to offer. And then cheerfully, I wrote down a few different uh, definitions. Um, cheerfully just means in a way that displays happiness or optimism, right? Uh, in a way that inspires feelings of happiness or readily and willingly. Again, willingly giving. Cheerfully is to, to our attitude, the attitude of when we give. 
are we, are we inspired, when we give, are we inspiring others to do the same, right? I think about, like, when we give, are we, what, what's our attitude like? Are we angry? Are we angry to give? Like, are we giving away money and we're, like, uh, holding on to it tight, right? Like, like reluctantly, like, giving, are you, are you giving, think about this, are you giving, like, are, just your attitude, I hate spending money, okay? Let me just tell you that. I hate spending right? Like, I, I hate it. So if I was to spend, like, $50, like, I'm angry. I'm, I'm upset. Like, I don't like spending money at all, right? Anyone with me on that one? I just don't like spending. It just, it just doesn't feel good. I like to have money. Again, this is a problem with me. Again, this is, this is why giving is important, right? I don't like spending money. But is my attitude when I'm giving the same attitude as when I'm spending $50, because if it is, then that's not inspiring others to do the same, right? We don't give, we don't give in front of everyone saying, hey, look at me, I'm going to give money. I'm going to give my tithe. I'm going to give my offering. We don't do that. But, but if people were to see us giving, if people were to see us offering, giving an offering, man, would they be inspired to do the same? Would we look like we're enjoying giving, like we're eager to do it? Like we're cheerfully giving, right? Second Corinthians 9, 7 uh, says, And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. Guys, giving out of guilt, giving out of guilt is not from God. Giving out of, out of, out of a, a response to pressure, that's not what God wants us to do. Giving, giving money, I think about like giving money on a pers- to a person that like standing on the street, right? You drive up, uh, you, if, if you're in the passenger seat, it's even more awkward because they're like right next to your window, right? Like when they, and they've got the sign of like, uh, I'm starving, I'm hurting, and then they've got like the, the like raggedy old dog that's kind of gross, right? You know what I'm talking about? I'm not making fun of them, I'm just saying like, you know, it's real, right? And so uh, every time we, walk, we drive up to that person, we feel bad, and so we're like, I, okay, I'm going to give some money. I'm not saying that you shouldn't. Do whatever you want with your money, okay? Give it to them. Don't give it to them. It's your money. But listen, I'm not talking about what you do. I'm talking about why you do it. Man, if you're giving just because you feel guilty, just because you feel pressure, if you're giving reluctantly, that's not a heart to give. God says he wants you to have a cheerful heart when you give. Giving cheerfully, eagerly, and saying, man, I'm going to enjoy giving this person money. I'm going to enjoy helping this person. I'm going to enjoy buying this person a meal. Or I'm going to enjoy spending five minutes talking to this person. It's giving cheerfully. So it's focused more on why you give and not how you're doing it or what you're doing. So why we give. There's two two more things I want to give you of why we should give. And this is a big one. You can write this in. It belongs to God anyway. It belongs to God anyway. That money, the possessions that you have, it was given to you anyway. Those things that you have, man, they're not yours. They belong to God. They belong to him. They're not yours. Psalm 24, 1, it says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. Everything belongs to him right? So let's think about it like this. Uh, I need two people to help me. Can two people help me out? All right, Elijah, I saw your hand. I didn't see. 
All right, why don't you come up? Hurry, hurry, come on up. Let's give him a round of applause just because it's awkward and quiet and they feel weird. All right, yes, I'm pulling out money. All right, so let's uh, remind you of your name again. Danielle. Danielle, that's right. All right. Danielle and Elijah. Elijah, you're going to be uh, the bank, all right? Elijah's the bank. Danielle, this is your money, all right? We'll pretend that's like $500, not just five, okay? So uh, Danielle goes, and she decides she's going to put her money in the bank, all right? So Danielle, you're going to take your money, and you're going to give it to the bank. You got to take it. You, I chose you, so you got to listen. All right, so I, Danielle gives the money to the bank, all right? And what is, when a bank, when, uh, when, the, when you put your money in a bank, what is a bank supposed to do? They don't smell it. Uh, they take care of it, right? That's disgusting. Uh, that was been in my wallet in my back pocket. So they, uh, they take care of it. They hold on to it, right? And you're supposed to get it out when you need it, right? And so it's your money. You give it to them, right? And so uh, you expect them to hold on to it, to get care of it, right? They do a lot of other things, but just at the base, basic of what they do, they hold on to the money, right? All right, so we'll, we'll pretend we'll fast forward like a few years, all right? Or actually, let's just say a year, all right? Danielle, it's been a year later, okay? Danielle decides, I'm going to go get my money out. I want my $500, okay? So she says, I want my $500. Now, Elijah, before he gives the money back, he actually, this past year has been really hard for him. And so he decided uh, it's been really, really hard because he needed a lot of Dutch bros, okay? And so Elijah decided that he was going to spend $500 on Dutch bros in the past year. And so he spent all of Danielle's money on Dutch bros in the past year. And so Danielle comes back and says, hey, I want my money. And Elijah says, oh, this is awkward, right? I don't have your money. I spent it all. I don't have your $500. I sp- How angry do you think Danielle would be? How angry would you be if you were Danielle? Probably pretty angry, right? I mean, I would be. I'd be, like, screaming at this point. Uh, she's pretty nice. But, I, right, I'd be so, I want my money. This is my money. It belongs to me, right? This is my money. Now let's switch the rules for a second, okay? Elijah... Elijah is now us. Danielle is God. Danielle gives, God gives us the money. And what, what makes us think that we can go and do whatever we want with it? It belongs to God. You guys can have a seat. Can we give it up for these guys? The money, the money belongs to God. And so if God asks us for 10%, why do we think that we can't give back 10%? How do we think that we can't give 10% if it belongs to him? If we get so angry when we don't get our money when we want it, man, why do we think that we can do that to God? Now, I'll clarify that God wants us, God, God gives us things and he gives us possessions and money and he wants us to spend those things and enjoy those things. He gives us that and he gives us the freedom of spending them how, he wants, how we uh, want to. To enjoy them, but he commands us and he asks us to give back to him because it's his. It's his money, man. We should do it because it's his. This is why you should give. James says this, James 1.17, whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father. Guys, these things that we have, our possessions, our money, anything that we have, it's a gift from God. 
everything that we have. And he's given us to enjoy. But he asks us to give back to him. He asks us for part of it. So don't, don't refuse it to him. This is why we give. This is how we develop a heart to give. Last reason why we should give. Giving frees us from the grip of greed. Giving frees us from the grip of greed. Guys, this is the freedom part that we were talking about earlier. The freedom that we experience in giving. It frees us from this grip of greed. Man, God knows that giving is for our benefit. That this is for our good. That this is good for us. To not fall into the trap of greed. Greed, greed is a prison. It's a prison of, of dissatisfaction, of never being satisfied. Greed is always wanting more and more and more and more and never being satisfied. Always searching for more. But giving, and giving produces good, giving produces good in, in other people's lives. And not only in other people's lives, but it also produces contentment in our own. Giving produces good in, their, in people's lives. We can see it. We can see it on their face, man, when we help them, when we give our time, when we give our talent, when we things that we're good at, when we give uh, the money that we have. It produces good in other people, but it also produces contentment in our own heart. And money that's given, money that's given can produce more joy than money that's spent. Money that's given away produces more joy than money that's spent. That's so against anything we ever believe, but this is true. Money that's given gives us more joy than money that's spent. When we hold on to our money, man, we're, we fall into this trap. God calls us to hold it with an open hand, and when we do, we're free. We're free from this trap of greed. You know, Jesus talks a lot about money. In fact, it's one of the biggest topics that he talks about in the Bible. He talks a lot about money. Here's what he says in, in Matthew 6. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot, cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Guys, again, this is about priorities. Is God first? And ask yourself, is God first, or am I holding on to the things that I've been given? Nice, Monica. <laughs> uh, that's okay. My phone was vibrating earlier, too. Um, all right, so is God first? Man, ask ourselves, is God first, or are we holding on to the things that we've been given? You know, there's the story, if you went to winter camp this last year, you heard the story of, uh, of the rich man, right? There's this rich guy, and he walks up to Jesus, and he says, Jesus, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? And there's this thing that goes down, right? But eventually Jesus says, eventually Jesus says, all right, you got to do this, this, right? He, he lists the commandments. And so then uh, the guy was like, well, okay, I've, I've done all those things. I've done all those things. Right? I've obeyed my parents. I haven't murdered. I haven't committed adultery. Right? All these things. I've done them. And then Jesus says, Jesus says, okay, now one more thing you have to do. He says, I want you to go home, and I want you to take all your stuff, and I want you to sell it all, 
I want you to get rid of all of it. Get rid of all of it. And then he says something incredible to me. He says, come follow me. Guys, let's, let's think about that for a second, right? You know that there's 12 disciples. We know that there's 12, right? Jesus just offered this guy a 13th spot. He just offered this guy a spot. And this guy can't do it. I mean, this would be like a spot to play with like Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, right? Like whatever you think. Like this, this is an incredible opportunity. This is something that he probably always lived for. That he always wanted. I mean, this is why he comes to Jesus. And Jesus says, okay, all you have to do is go sell everything and just come follow me. This is what you've wanted your entire life. But he says, I can't do it. And he turns away, weeping, crying, because he can't get rid of his stuff, because he's enslaved to greed, because he's holding on. And not only is he holding on, but this is holding on to him. Man, he's being enslaved by his money and his possessions. He was held down, man, by the grip of greed. And giving allows us to be free from that. 1 Timothy 6.10 says this, For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Man, so what are you going to do with your money? What are you going to do with your time? What are you going to do with your, your talents and your possessions? And what, what step will you take? What step are you going to take toward giving? Guys, don't leave tonight without figuring out, without examining your heart, figuring out, man, is God first in my life? What's holding me back? Is God first? What do I need to give away? What do I need to hold with an open hand? Man, how can I change my heart to have a heart for giving? Don't leave tonight without taking a step toward a heart for giving. Man, Jesus gave it all for you. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And if God can give his one and only son, if Jesus can die on the cross for us and give his life, why can't we give 10%? And think about, do you have a heart for giving? Let's pray. God, thank you so much, man, just for um, the freedom that we can experience in giving. God, I pray that, man, if we're living in, in greed, if we're living in this trap, and that we would turn and we would take a step, a step toward you and a step toward walking in freedom with you. God, I pray that you would help us um, just to see you and experience your grace and your mercy like never before so that we uh, might run toward you in giving freely in holding the things that you've given us with an open hand instead of holding on to them. Jesus, we thank you so much. Would you, would you bless our conversations tonight? We praise you in your name. Amen.